There's no take two. There's no just a little more purple. Warts and all, you've downloaded the VO Radio Show. Welcome to the VO Radio Show and welcome to 2017. My name's Andrew Peters and up in Sydney is... Robbo, how you going, mate? Good. How was your new year? Oh, it was too good. I don't want to be back. (laughs) (laughs) The sight of a microphone makes me feel sad at the moment. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? You just cannot get your head back into the, uh, the work mode. Oh, and it's because I work from home, and I think we, you and I were talking about this before the show, because I, we both work from home, it's sort of like, should I still be on holidays or should I be back at work? Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's really difficult because we both got young kids, so the kids are not at school yeah. in Australia, uh, because this is our big summer holiday, of course, in Australia. And, right. uh, and I live by the coast, so everybody's down here for their, you know, their month off or whatever. So they kind of think, I'm not working, so hey, let's call Andrew and uh, let's pop over for a barbecue and have a few drinks. And I'm like, um, it's one o'clock in the afternoon and I'm working. <laughs> I've got a bunch of scripts sitting on my desk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bit of a tricky one. But anyway. Better to do it before than after the beers, right? Always before, never mm. after or during. Indeed. I've learned that lesson. Yeah. I remember, just a quick story, I remember when I was about 19 and I was working at a radio station in here in Australia, <laughs> I decided on a Saturday morning it would be a good idea to go into work stoned. And I built a promo <laughs> for, I can't even remember what it was for, and was le- left the building that Saturday going, man, that's the best thing I've ever made. <laughs> Came in on the Monday morning and heard it and pulled it straight off air. <laughs> it would have been a shot. I've done a similar thing with, uh, it was a, it was an evening call, emergency call, can you record this promo? And, uh, you know, well into uh, many reds. And uh, I thought, oh, so I had to do it. So I thought, okay, I think I can do this. So I came in, fired up the studio, recorded, do that bit again, do that bit again. And then I sort of cobbled through all the bits, different takes and made something that I thought was actually quite acceptable until I came in the next morning and, like you, played it back and (laughs) realised how (laughs) absolutely (laughs) appalling it was. And then I had to make up some feeble excuse like, look, I'm really sorry about the quality of the uh, the voiceover I sent last night, but... You actually woke me up. I was fast asleep, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, apologies for that. Uh, it's a good thing we're not young anymore, right? Exactly. Oh, this wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are talking yesterday, yes. right? Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, very funny. And hello to all Andrew's clients out there who are listening this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry about that. I was very tired and emotional. Uh, dear. Yeah. So um, we're going to have a bit more of a chat about your eyeball, is that right? Not your eyeball eyeball, but your eyeball noise reduction unit. What do we call it? I don't know what we call it, but that that sounds pretty good to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, because we did the test be- just before Christmas and um, we tested the Kodaka eyeball and the Harlan Hogan Porterbooth Pro. We both felt that the Porterbooth Pro was certainly uh, the best option. It's always served me well, I've got to say, so uh, I'm always happy with that. But the Kodaka eyeball just didn't really cut it at all, I didn't think. No, it struggled, didn't it? But it did. But then I went away because I had to go uh, travel interstate to see my family. So, um, mm. uh, and I stopped on the way and, and we stayed at the motel on the way through. And of course, in come the scripts. I've got the Kodaka eyeball. Uh, but what I did before I left, I changed microphones. And that seemed to make a pretty big difference. And I remember I sent you a file. I sent our mutual buddy, Tim Simons, the same file. And I used, because it's a multi-pattern microphone, I used figure eight, omni, you know, normal cardioid and hypercardioid, and then asked you and Tim to tell me what you thought. And you came back, I think, and you said you liked hypercardioid. And I think Tim said he liked figure eight. I think it was figure eight or omni. I think he said figure eight. 
But I, I went with hypercardioid because I actually quite like the hypercardioid setting. Yeah. Now, the microphone, I should say, was um, it's, an, it's an old one. It's one of that vintage um, AKG I bought, the 1980-something C414EB, the P48 model. So it's an, it's an old microphone. So I went away in the hotel, set up the eyeball, put it on the hypercardioid, draped a blanket over behind me on, on a, some cupboards and stuff, and recorded a couple of things and sent those off. Uh, then I used it again when I actually got to Adelaide in a really reflective room, and it didn't stop the reflection very much at all, I've got to say. But they didn't seem to mind. The client didn't seem to mind too much about the quality of the sound. Not that that's a great indicator particularly, and that's another no. <laughs> another discussion point. But uh, what I did when I got back, I thought there's got to be some way of controlling what's coming in from behind because the Chaotica eyeball only has one small entrance. So... I decided to get a piece of Oralex and I did a test, which we're about to hear, where I put the Oralex behind my head and then took it away in a reflective room. Now, you you heard that. What did you think? Yeah, I think it definitely made a difference to the amount of reflections that it was picking up. I mean, perhaps we should play it so everyone gets an idea of what we're talking about. Okay. Okay, here's my experiment. Um, I'm standing away from the eyeball, maybe about six inches, um, with nothing around me at all. I'm just sort of standing out in a reflective kind of area. Even though there is lots of Oralex to my left, uh, I'm pointing more towards reflective surfaces like windows and walls. And Now, I have a piece of Oralex behind my head, and I think it actually does make a little bit of difference. Let's try coming in a bit closer. Still with the Oralex behind my head, one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Not moving in from the mic without the Oralex behind my head. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. So, yeah, so you can hear it there. I mean, there, you know, yes, there is still some reflection, yep. but it's certainly minimalized by doing it that way. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this off air too. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. I mean, you can't completely denoise 360 degrees because yeah. <laughs> your signal's got to come from somewhere. Um, and unfortunately, wherever that opening is, it's going to pick up those reflections. So I think what we're saying here is if you can minimalise the reflections coming from behind you in some way, I mean, as you said, on the road in the motel, you used a blanket. When you got home, you were using the Oralex pad. Anything like that to stop those reflections coming in the direction of the, the open side of the microphone yeah, yeah, exactly. is what you want to aim for. But I, I think it did make a bit of a difference. And would you, the question is, as an engineer, would you use that file I sent? Uh, look, I would I would happily use that that second file with the Oralex. Um, yes, there are reflections in in the first one, and and you could still use it. I mean, I, you know, the discussion we've also had was you know the funny thing about us engineers is we complain about reflections, and then the last thing we do before we mix out a voiceover is put some reverb on it. So, you know, <laughs> yes, it's nice to be able to control that reverb um, absolutely, and and to have a completely clean signal, but. You know, at the end of the day, we do touch things with a little bit of reverb just to sort of make them sound that little bit sweeter. You know, if I had the choice of one or two, certainly two would okay. be my choice. So I'm going to experiment even further with that and just see if I can actually um, come up with a concept where something behind my head will work. So when I do go away the next time, I can chuck a piece of Oralex in my case and use that. Well, maybe you'll come up with a bit of kit that you can sell. You know, Harlan Hogan's got his. If they've, you know, the eyeballs got their theirs out. You know, you could have the the Andrew Peters head muffle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, reflecto head. Reflecto <laughs> head. 
<laughs> All right, I shall employ an engineer. Uh, but uh, yes, reflect ahead. But anyway, can you imagine to- look on your pi- on your kid's face when they walk in the room and there's dad standing there in front of the microphone with a big bit of foam stuck behind his head. <laughs> it looks like some deranged superhero. <laughs> that's right. Just call me Orlex Man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Orlex Man with his underpants on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> that's no different to any other day for you, though. Well, is it? that's true. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> now we also touched on the uh, the the uh, the thought of what do people accept? And I yeah. I had a discussion yesterday with um, a, a client. I'm doing some e-learning modules for, and uh, they wanted me to redo one because they had this module sent to them. And what this what the client was telling me down the phone was absolutely horrifying. I could not believe they accepted the rubbish they were given as a voiceover for this e-learning module. It was done in different spaces. It was reflective. The levels were all over the place. It was just an absolute mess. In fact, if she was complaining, I'd love to hear it because I think it would be even worse than what she described on the phone. But one of the things that I think is, uh, and this is a discussion point for you, when you accept files, is I was trying to explain that whenever you record, you always record below zero. So, you know, anywhere between like minus 6 dB and minus 12 dB. And then the audio engineer when they when everything's ready, you would bring it up to zero. Is that correct? Uh, less than just under zero. I mean, I work to minus three um, because it gives me a little bit of headroom. Um, everyone's different. I like minus three, still loud, but you know, I do use a brick wall limiter um, when I mix. But yeah, my, I mix to minus three anyway. Is the answer to that question? Yeah. Look, I, th- I think for me, the quality of what I accept will depend on can I rescue it, and if if it's a pain in the ass to rescue, or if I can't rescue it. I will say, look, I can't work with this. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'll be reasonable. I do understand that there are voiceovers out there who aren't audio engineers and we live in a changing world where people are, this is going to become the norm. Um, so firstly, I would try to educate. And secondly, I mean, if it was a cold voice educational module like you were just talking about, I would expect dead silence, no reflections, because I can't fix that completely because I wouldn't put reverb on cold voice. But if I was mixing a radio promo and there was a few little reflections, then that would be fine because by the time I put the music in behind and I do everything else, we're not going to hear that anyway or it's going to be very hard to hear that. So I I think you've got to balance out what you're working on and understand that we live in a changing world. I would certainly send feedback to whoever it was who sent it to me and say, look, you know, I'm happy to use this, but just for your future information, I've found this. And hope that they learnt from that and did something to fix it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think, you know, you've got to be, as an engineer, you've got to be reasonable and you've got to go, well, at the end of the day, is it going to do any damage to my final product? And if it is, then yes, it's a redo. If it's not, then hey, just let it slide. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So I think the key for this is if you're doing audio books, uh, the Kodaka Eyeball and probably Harlan Hogan's Portable Pro is not perfect for that because you're going to get reflections. No, I think you've got to have a decent... Well, for me, if for me as an engineer, I would expect near perfect, near perfection because, you know, are you going to hear every little nuance, you know, because it's purely cold voice. There's no way to disguise that. Beautiful. Okay, well, we uh, hopefully have got closer to um, coming up with a remedy for the uh, Kavaka eyeball. Yeah. Well, it must. it's probably getting close to time to knock off for a beer now. It's almost 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you can hear that cork popping now. Yeah, and I can hear the barbecue, you know, oh, crackling away in the background. Beautiful. That's right. In the meantime, we'll ponder a subject for next week. Indeed. Until then, talk to you then. Lovely. Have a good one. 
The VO Radio Show is produced in the studios of Voodoo Sound. To polish your next audio production, check us out at voodoo-sound.com. Find professional voices simply all in one place. Realtimecasting.com, including me.